the Center for Interfaith Cooperation in Indianapolis, Indiana, is dedicated to building peaceful dialogue among and between different faith communities with the help of a diverse board of faith leaders who have incredible stories that inform their interfaith work. Today we have Artie Shaw with us. Um, welcome, Artie. It's so glad to have you and to hear your stories here. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to share my story. Yeah, of course. So first, I was just wondering what got you involved with Interfaith and the CIC to begin with? Um, so what got me involved with CIC? I think it was a conversation with uh, Charlie and with Don. And uh, once I heard, you know, what they're trying to do uh, within Indianapolis, uh, what their mission was, um, uh, I, that, that got me uh, intrigued and interested. Uh, means I was also similarly going on on my spiritual journey um, and have been very involved with uh, my community, uh, the faith community, and also uh, teaching uh, since 2011, kids between 5 mm -hmm. and 15 years old. Yeah. Uh, so when I heard Charlie, you know, what they were trying to do, um, absolutely, that got me very interested. Yeah, awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're involved with? I know you work for Eli Lilly, so what that position looks like. And then too, just like your faith journey, how that plays into your work and your day-to-day -day life. Sure. So um, first and foremost, I'll say my first title is uh, I'm a mom. I have two lovely boys. Uh, they are 20 and 22 years old. Um, at Lily, I've been here for 25 years. I just celebrated my 25th anniversary uh, a few days ago. Uh, and I'm currently, I lead uh, uh, technology at Lily. Cool. So I'm part of Lily's uh, senior management team and uh, the chief information digital officer for the company. Very cool. Awesome. And so what about your faith. Can you talk a little bit about how you became, um, I know you're a Jane, so what that means to you and how your faith journey kind of started? Yeah, so um, so as you said, I uh, follow uh, Jainism and my faith journey, I would say, started since childhood. Uh, you know, my mom has had and continues to have a profound impact on me and who I am. Uh, but since childhood, uh, she uh, sowed the seeds of spirituality, of dharma, right, and, and what it is, uh, the values of it. Um, and I would say, you know, back then, um, maybe, you know, there were these rituals and we would go and follow and do, go into the temple, do all these things. And I enjoyed it. You know, that was my relationship with my God. And since childhood, she taught me that I can have that own dialogue. I can talk to it. Uh, but I followed her. I did all that stuff. Um, and then um, when I immigrated to United States, you know, uh, I realized how important that was for me, mm -hmm. uh, for my identity, but more importantly, for me to just survive in a new country. Yeah, um, and then as I've grown older and wiser, um, <laughs> I think uh, the key turning point for me was in 2011 when a living master uh, entered my life. Um, he's my guru, my spiritual master, um, and gave me this... Uh, beautiful opportunity to serve. We call it seva. Seva is to serve um, uh, by teaching. And as I started teaching, I actually learned more about Jainism, uh, more importantly, the why behind what we do. Mm. So behind every activity that you do, a ritual that you do, whether you are ringing the bell 
or you are doing something with rice or you are bowing down or you are uh, uh, putting the essence or uh, essence, um, the garbatti, or you're doing lighting a candle. Everything had a meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just learned what the why behind uh, all of that stuff and that was so beautiful. And then little did I know that, you know, by teaching the questions that the kids students asked me mm-hmm. actually were so innocent and so insightful <laughs> I learned so much through that but oh, yeah. um, there's a full curriculum uh, just like we have for kids going from kindergarten to 12th grade there's a curriculum on on on, on Jainism uh, on, mm-hmm. on Jain school uh, that takes the kids through that and uh, through that you learn about all religions in the first phase so I kind oh, of teach that about all different religions so equanimity is a key principle and then um, there were stories, mythology, different stories of saints, different stories of people, uh, just the traditions, the different uh, stutis and what its meaning is. It yeah. has just been uh, amazing. I don't think I have any words to explain uh, that experience that I'm, cool. I'm currently going through. Yeah. So it sounds like inner faith is kind of woven into how you teach Jainism and everything like that. So it's like a fundamental part. Is there ever any conflict with understanding interfaith and like different relationships of other religions within your religion? Absolutely not. Actually, you know, uh, as you, you made me think about something else, um, I, I was a Jain, but I went to a convent school. So my mm. first, all the way from uh, kindergarten to 12th grade, uh, I went to Mount Carmel uh, Convent High School. Interesting. Uh, so I've always been, and you know, we would go to the, I would go for the mass, I would go to the church. Uh, mm. I've been exposed, uh, thankfully, through my upbringing to so many different religious religions. My close yeah. friends being from different uh, traditions, different faith denominations they followed. And then uh, Jainism, one of the main principles is, uh, you know that they that you are accepting of the different views mm-hmm. and perspectives uh, is, is very very important. Interesting, cool. So with Jainism, I know you've hinted at some things like going to temple and certain rituals that you do. But what are some fundamental principles of Jainism that? Yeah, so the fundamental principles of Jainism, right? So uh, the main uh, slogan is um, ahimsa is parmodharma, meaning non-violence is the supreme religion. Mm. Ahimsa, parmodharma, non-violence is the supreme religion. So there are five key principles, non-violence being fundamental, right? Mm -hmm. And this is not non-violence, meaning I uh, just, I'm vegetarian and I don't kill anything, but it's truly not to hurt anyone, any living being, through your words, actions, or thoughts. So it goes very, very deep, and it's very minute uh, that even I may have not said something, but even if I thought negative about someone or if I've hurt someone, I seek for that forgiveness. So nonviolence is one of the key tenets. Um, Then is truthfulness, uh, so honesty, uh, 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 non-stealing, non-attachment, so Mm -hmm. saying detached to the material world. Um, and uh, uh, Anekantwad is uh, everything has two sides. There are two sides of the coin. So truth, right? So that's why you have to be open and willing to all the different views and perspectives yeah. and not be that 
my way is the right way. Actually, mm-hmm. there are multiple paths to get to that end goal. And yeah, that's what so I like cool. the CIC for. You know, I've learned. Mm-hmm. It has enriched my spiritual journey, to be oh, honest with you. Right? I mean, yeah. I didn't know um, that there were so many different uh, sex within Christianity or within mm-hmm. Muslim uh, uh, and, and just learning and hearing from those different things yeah. uh, it has made me a better individual I would absolutely say. Very cool and then looking to just as your role within Eli mm-hmm. Lilly and being a big corporation in business is it somewhat difficult sometimes to hold those values of nonviolence when it's such a competitive environment? Yeah actually uh, I would say uh, that faith principles has kept me so grounded and that has been my anchor all the way through mm-hmm. as I've taken different higher levels of leadership or responsibilities at Lilly. Yeah. And it has not been uh, at all for me uh, as conflict. Uh, means I believe in uh, bringing my full self, my full authentic self to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, if people were to ask, I'm absolutely willing to share uh, why I do certain things or wh- what I believe in, uh, but we'll never go into the preaching part of it or not believe mm-hmm. that they what they do is right. But if any, uh, people are curious, you know, um, and both ways, you know, when somebody else practices certain things, it helps me in yeah. that way. The other thing I would say for a company like Lilly and many other big corporations that are in Indianapolis and the state of Indiana, right? Uh, we are all working on making our companies more diverse and mm. inclusive right yeah. so it's not just about diversity but how do you make the workplace more inclusive so people can bring their full self to work mm-hmm. and actually feel that they are heard yeah. they're respected they're valued and they're fulfilled because when an mm-hmm. employee does that think about it uh, the business is going to thrive, flourish it's sure. going to thrive right yeah. uh, so the work that CIC does in making Indianapolis a very welcoming uh, inclusive city helps all the corporations to to attract talent right in this war for talent we want the best of the best scientists and engineers and marketeers and technologists to come to Lilly and stay here and that they can feel that yes I can uh, practice what I believe in and bring my full self to work oh that's cool because I feel like a lot of different organizations and work too sometimes you do have to leave part of your identity at the door before you walk in so to have the two come together that must be really great. And I can see it flourishing, too. It's clear. Yeah, it means over awesome. the years you learn, right? So it means, uh, you, and then once the environment makes it more inclusive, you're much open to uh, sharing, you know? It means I wouldn't say I was like that the day one, uh, but over the years I've actually felt uh, very, very comfortable, uh, very welcomed, and uh, mm-hmm. hence uh, more open to sharing. Yeah. Have there been any conversations with the CIC or the just interfaith groups in general that you've been able to learn from are there any notable aspects maybe in getting together and having those open dialogues yeah so the notable aspects you know means the uh, uh the yearly banquet that we do oh, is yeah. phenomenal where we recognize one of the leaders for their many many years of service and that gives you the insights of how uh, they have been practicing their faith, but more importantly, uh, giving to society and the difference they have made, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the events, uh, the Festival of Faith, uh, yeah. I love that. Uh-huh. Uh, it just brings so many groups together, and especially when we do the whole, uh, um, the one circle drums, uh, right? Uh, and everybody is there. Uh, the parade that we do, uh, just learning from that has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the living uh, room dialogues, uh, right, oh, yeah. that CIC has. Now, 
I've unfortunately not been able to go to many, uh, but I know that also gives a great opportunity for people to actually go in into somebody's house and see as is uh, how they mm -hmm. live, how they practice their faith, what are some of the traditions. And of course, uh, the hit always is the food. Uh, <laughs> oh, right? of course. Yeah. Uh, the piece that we have learned is we have we rotate the CIC board meetings um, at uh, different houses of worship. And uh, I've been to several, mm -hmm. right? And uh, you learn uh, through that too. Cool. Is there a place of worship here for Jains in Indianapolis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Hindu temple, uh, which is on the east side, it's it's beautiful. If you've not been there, you should. Uh, but what Indianapolis is very unique, I would say unique temple in the United States, uh, where it has brought in all the different uh, faiths within India. And there is a shrine for all the different um, uh uh, sub-religions, let me put it yeah. that way. Okay. Uh, so yes, uh, we have a Jain shrine within the Hindu temple. Uh, we meet there once a month uh, where we have the adult classes as well as uh, uh, classes for the children. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one uh, Sunday of the month, I have the kids at my house. So we have oh, the cool. kids classes twice a month, once at my house, once at the temple. It seems really relational, Jainism too. So that's really neat. Uh, Emphasis on connecting with people. Yes, I mean, I think it's all religion, right? That yeah. you you are really respecting and bowing down uh, to the God that you see in somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. To that soul, uh, which uh, whatever you call it, the consciousness, the spirit, the soul, right? That yeah. you are bowing down and respecting uh, uh, that uh, that spirit in mm -hmm. each and every living living being. Yeah, All right. that's very cool. Awesome. And looking to at Indianapolis and just the states in general, there's a lot of rhetoric of Christianity and like these westernized religions. And I'm just curious if in Indianapolis and in the states you feel um, included and that eastern religions are respected and noticed. Yeah. My experience has been truly very positive. Um, uh, you know, when I spent my five years in California and then now another 25 years in Indianapolis, 25 years when I, uh, before when I came to Indy, people would say, you know, where are you going? You don't go to the Midwest. You know, it's very mm -hmm. conservative, uh, especially being an immigrant, a minority, a female. Uh, but to my surprise uh, and to what people said, uh, I've had absolutely, I've not seen any issues or challenges. Um, means it, it it goes both ways, right? Means uh, uh, you have to accept. I've I've come. I decided to come to a new country uh, to study, and then this is my home. Then you have to be open uh, to the culture and learning uh, from this country and all the different things, whether mm. it's religion, whether it's culture, traditions, and vice versa. When people are curious and want to know what you do and why you do, uh, I feel yeah. very comfortable sharing. So all in all, you know, even in the company. Uh, I'm blessed in that way, I call it. Um, yeah. uh, very, very blessed uh, that uh, the, the experience has been uh, nothing but very positive. Great. That's great to hear. And two, to just summarize everything and bring it all together, why is interfaith work so important? So interfaith work is very, very important. Uh, I think I said uh, a couple of things. But at the end of the day, you know, means it makes each and every one of us richer and a better human being. When we understand each other, where they are coming from, what they follow, what they believe in, and we understand that, we first need to seek to understand before we are understood, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, it brings 
peace around the community, peace around the city. So with everything going on, even in the world in United States, uh, the work that CIC does is such a huge joining force because we all want the same thing. Who doesn't want this, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Very true. Everybody wants to have be, be calm, uh, have a blissful existence, existence yeah. right? <laughs> and CIC brings that together. That's one. The second piece I would say is um, it provides a platform uh, and an organization that when something's happen within society, we can all come together, talk about it, and put our united view uh, on that topic. So mm. it's another way to get into unity, but conflicts will happen. But when that happens, CIC provides really a very nice platform for us to kind of say, what is our uh take on that particular uh, challenge or issue. Yeah. Well, very cool. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Really insightful things and looking forward to hearing from other board members in the future. So thank you. Thank you very much. Visit the Center for Interfaithcooperation.org for more information and ways to get involved. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned.